some scary shit. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> What's up, podcast people? <laughs> so you got that one. <laughs> you got that one. I knew you would. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Scary Crit. Uh, I am your host, Jared. And I'm your co-host, Lauren Lamell. And we are your favorite um, Black horror podcast, where we talk about the genre of horror, you know, horror films um, through a Black lens. Because we blickety black around these parts. Yes, we are. Um, Speaking of blickety black and RuPaul's Drag Race, did you see that Simone won? Yes. Yeah, that is something that also happened when we were on break. Simone won. I was so happy. Um, I loved all of her looks, especially the uh, the black and white one. I was surprised. Pleasantly surprised, but surprised that they didn't give it to Got Mick. Because Got Mick is very Aquaria. I was surprised that Got Mick didn't even make it to the final round. The fact that it was between, okay, no no shade, but the fact that it was between Simone and Candy, I was like, oh, the fandom will riot. <laughs> I, like when you read those comments, I, I think that the hate that Candy gets is very like extra. Yes and uh unwarranted um because i get that she is not everybody's cup of tea but but can we also agree that in what universe did did her looks get her to the to the top four okay understandable oh i do um agreed but the way that like the vitriol on those comments oh yeah no it was too much it was entirely too much but also in what it. world did she get to that for? How? Like, okay, that that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, that was just yeah. I just don't like the hate Candy gets. I don't like that. But um, yeah, that was a that was a uh, interesting uh, grand finale with everything being you know social distance and everything. Um, Rue gave us nothing during her musical performance. <laughs> it was very um, Mar- Mariah Carey. <laughs> I've been doing this long enough. Children. Yes. <laughs> You've seen me dance before, remember. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think the um yeah, the girls did a great job. It was fun to watch. I'm very, very happy for Simone. Um I'm trying to be just as snatched as she is. Um and I again I just I loved her looks. I loved the way she elevates and celebrates blackness. Um the the red nails come on yeah yeah like in the hair come on like come oh, on oh, everything man. everything so uh shout out to simone very happy for her um yeah let's just jump into the necronomicon <laughs> okay so snatch necronomicon off the shelf shelf <laughs> open it up um so um if you weren't aware um the Golden Globes has been in hot water for a couple months now. Um, we talked about this when it really, happened. We did. It started um, a couple months ago when the when the nominations came out, and there were a lot of snubs, but none so none so more notable than um, Michaela uh, Cole's um, amazing "I May Destroy You" mm-hmm. getting completely shut out. And it just, that's when it was just like, okay, wait a minute, wait, 
what what's going on what is this we we have to unpack this we have to dig in so but it was that and it was also because that emily in paris thing basically bribed the the golden globe people they wined and dined them they did they flew them to paris they They got got food out the whole thing and then it came out because when you do a search of the members of the golden globes because the golden globes is basically an organization for if you're a journalist right you can you can become a member of the globes and then you get to vote on all these awards and blah 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 blah, whatever a lot who who was the publication that wrote that expose oh it was the los angeles times you're right it was the la times um so yeah the golden globes has been in hot water for a while now it started with the I May Destroy You and Emily in Paris mess, which led to um, a huge expose published by the Los Angeles Times, really laying out um, who like the who make who makes up the membership for um, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association um, and how they basically, you know, like we said, wine to dine, flew out, um, basically bribed the um, the Emily and how well, yeah, hold on. No, no, no. So who bribed Netflix, who? Netflix, the Emily in Paris crew right? Bribed the Golden Globe members. So when you, in any, in any award situation, right, whether it be the Academy, the Golden Globe, blah, 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 whatever, there is a marketing team that sends out materials to these people to get them aware of the film and, and aware of the series or whatever it's called so that they're on your radar for when you're voting. There are rules to this, Right. And usually with and the ethics rules and the ethical implications of all these things, people do what they're supposed to do so they don't get in trouble and they don't get banned, blah, 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 whatever. But at the end of the day, everything is an exchange. Right. So we know we know as a group of, of people who are not in this world that there are bribes made. There are things promised for the vo- votes and the likes and the blah, blah, blah. Right, It's about who, you know. Yep. And who knows you and who knows what you can get from each other. Girl. In this case, with the with the Emily in Paris situation, the all the members of the Golden Globe voting committee were flew were flown to first class to Paris, put up in a really nice swanky hotel with meal stipends and gift bags and swag and blah 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 blah, whatever, in exchange for their nominations. So you you knew you knew that by accepting this Paris trip that you were now going to vote for this to be nominated for an award. Period. And what was funny was the fact that Emily in Paris was not even like a critical darling. People no, critique the mess out of that only show. Emily that should have been to Paris got hit by a, got hit by a taxi. Okay? Like we don't care about whoever this Emily was. We don't care. Saying it was just a like it was just a bunch of it was just a privileged um like and then to put to put this in a little bit of scope right the academy of motion pictures and sciences right only has 9362 voting members only so the people who get to vote for pe- for best picture the people who get to vote for best actor best actress best short best all of the all of these categories it's only under it's under 10,000 people. And I'm sure that a third of this 10,000 are white, are male, 
and don't look outside of their little scope of people in order to kind of see what's out there in the ether, right? Which is why year after year after year after year after year, it's the same type of things getting nominated, the same type of things winning awards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, I think there's only about like, what, 80 something? 87. 87. 87. I can't. 87 people. Majority of them are um, aged. But that was the crazy thing about this whole situation specifically, because how can you not be a working journalist, right? And still be able to to vote on all of these things. How can you, because there was one instance in particular where it was this older gentleman who was like in his 80s or in his 90s and he couldn't see anymore. one One of them I think is deaf and blind. And and, and it's just like, who was voting for you? Because at that point, someone is using your voting privileges to do other things, right? It's, and, it was and then there was, and then uh, in the LA Times article, they were talking about how they're not, they don't really do journalism, but they encroach upon um, the ground of other journalists who are actually trying to do the work and they get very um, stingy or territorial with um, the, the clients of the people that other journalists can interview. Cause it's just like, no, this is, this is mine, my precious, like all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And how um, they don't actually allow real journalists in the organization. No, because they deny people year after year after year. So all of this is revealed by the LA Times. Um, and, you know, more stuff kept coming out. Uh, uh, they got more flack came. Uh, you know, the awards came and went. And it was the worst uh, probably viewed in in uh, Golden Globes history. Like the, the viewership count was very low. All this stuff. And it came to the point where now ABC, the network that, um, airs the Golden Globes has refused to air them again until they iron out all of this um, lack of ethics and all hullabaloo. all of these backwards practices. Hullabaloo. And yeah, Hollabaloo and Howdy Do. And Warner Media um, joined the boycott um, because they they regret that the fact that they tolerated the members. They didn't behavior. regret anything. They they got caught because that like it's performative. Because the fact that everyone is rallying around Scarlett Johansson, the same white woman who said to y'all's faces that she should be able to play a Japanese character, a black character, a whomever character, and we shouldn't care that now like she's boycotting the Golden Globes because it's trash. And even our fave Mark Ruffalo hopped on this little bandwagon when like two months ago he got a Golden Globe and was all excited about it. Like awards are arbitrary. We know that they are all arbitrary because my thing is because who didn't Tom Tom Cruise gave back his Golden Globes in protest. Right. If he had an Oscar, I bet you he'd have kept it. Girl, who you know going to get back in Um, the only person who didn't. was that Marlon Brando who didn't accept in like the nineties for that one Maybe. film with the, but yeah, but, but I, we are, we are, we are fighting over grapes at a winery. 
You know what I mean? Like, because heck yeah, I would give a moon man back. I don't care about this. But if you got a, like, if you got a Grammy, you're not giving it back. No matter what they do, you're not giving it away. So I don't know how much I appreciate everybody. Like, no, this is trash. Because do you really care? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. And so the the, um, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association um, has come out with, you know, um, new new guidelines they're, they're trying to they're trying to shape up and change things but warner media basically you know saw it and was like it's not enough um and they wrote a letter to um ali sar which is the oh the the president of the hollywood foreign press association ali star so um warner media wrote them a letter warner media said <laughs> No, <laughs> like, no, thank you. But uh, thank you. Next. Uh, this isn't enough. Do more. Um, we're, we're complicit. We're guilty. Um, but we're not going to let it happen any longer. We're not going to let it slide. They pulled like any Yanla, not on, on my, my watch, watch. Um, and basically said, y'all can do this in a short amount of time. Hurry it up, run it up. But until you do, we're backing out of everything. We don't know you. I, again, I don't care about any of this. So like, I just DEI is such a is such a buzzword right now, and it's it's just basically like oh, y'all, it, it's like beating a dead horse. They're already in trouble. We already know what's happening, and then here you come to to make a, another point, which is fine. But at the end of the day whether they make these changes or not, I doubt that Warner media will, will make them a pariah forever. You see it? Like we, they all, this is the same. We're all in the same industry. We all have to work together eventually. So I don't think that Warner media and all these people who signed this little, this little, this little letter are going to really be about their business. And three years from now, if, if it's the same, like stand up to this. So you think they just said this to kind of cover their own basis? We're going with the times. Yeah. Calling everyone out. Yeah. You're already in tr- Because you know what would have made me feel better? If if then, wow, we address this issue, we will address all of the issues. Because they are not the only people that have been bribed. They are not the only people asking for perks. They are not the only people out here doing a mess and getting away with it. So until and unless unless and until you hold everybody to these standards, don't don't come at me because I got in trouble. You see what I'm saying? I hear you. Like there are five bad kids in this class of 20. Let's not all go after Timmy because Timmy got caught stealing. OK, we know Timmy steals, but so does Roger and so does Bobby and so does Samantha and so does Ashley. So what is happening? Like organized classroom crime. Take it down. Take the system take, down. Take the Break whole system it. down. <laughs> So yeah, no, I totally hear you. This should be like a gateway. I mean, because we've seen it. Like, look at Ellen. She yeah. she she canceling it after almost twenty years. She done talking about it. No longer creative creatively challenges me. Or yeah, no, you done got in trouble, or your producers got in trouble, and you can't walk back from that. Talking about it's hard to book. Like celebrities don't even want to come on no more. Like yeah, all that stuff. So uh, what I do like about this is I do like that. Um, like the tomfoolery is being exposed and talk about and talked about. Um, like people are, the public is actually able to see like how 
farcical these these award systems are um but i just i do i just i hope that real change actually happens but as you just said i think for that to actually happen and actually stick the entire system would have to be yeah dismantled and rebuilt and no one is going to take the time to do that because we also see that in different areas outside of the entertainment industry but it's like it's it's very easy from personal experience it is very easy for a group of people to say this is a problem here is the problem you are the problem you we have to throw it all away that is the easiest thing to do the hard thing is the the new foundation nobody wants to sit out there and build that who gonna do that yeah so uh I just, I mean, I, I, I like, I love to see it, but at the same time, will we be seeing this, like, will we be seeing this uh, in a way where it's like the change that happens is, is, is effective, yeah, sustainable, permanent, long, all that stuff. But yeah, I just, yeah, it's just give the people their things and, you know, and be like, be ethical. And then we wouldn't have these problems, but yeah, I do. I do like how, but yeah, it just, it really makes you think because I used to really like uh, not revere the golden glows, but I used to really, like, I would be into the golden glows because I'm like, it, 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 and you know, when, again, when something like when some, you know, wins an award, it's like, it elevates it and it, it just opens up all this uh, all this stuff and uh when and, it, it, and then when you like you see your faves win it's just like oh my god but now that you see like what that stuff is based on yeah uh but sometimes st- some work is like beyond award shows it just you know but yeah so i just i i just wanted to bring that up you know make y'all aware of what was going on in, in Hollywood in terms of, you know, like the Golden Globes and like the ramifications or the implications of that, like the waves that could come about. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it's important um, to know, but yeah, but um, I feel male. I don't care about none of that. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. I do. I do. Um, okay. That was the Negronomicon um, closing up been back on the shelf and let's get to our um feature of the week um mel had never seen this one um so we've kind of switched places here (laughs) um because i got to present something that she hadn't seen but um it it's uh, so we're going back in time again uh to to 1997 and um, we're going to talk about a science fiction horror movie um, from Canada. Yes, from across the pond. It and is it's not across oh. the pond. <laughs> That's England. Across the falls? Sure. Okay. Um, across the falls, um, in our in 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 neighboring Canada, um, we have an indie science fiction horror film by the name of Cube. Um, I first saw this film when I was younger. I was little, um, and there was a little channel called the Sci Fi Channel. Y'all know this is back when the logo had like um, it was like a like a Saturn. 
Oh, I remember that. Yeah, like the lo- in it, but it said sci-fi. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, each Saturday they would have um, a new movie, like a new sci-fi feature. The you Cube- know, that's why I saw Frankenfish. You, we talked. We talked about the Frankenfish. <laughs> we don't need to bring that back up, okay. <laughs> Frankenfish. But um, yeah, with um, with Cube, it was it was not a new Saturday movie uh, feature, but I did see it on the channel for the that's where i saw cube i saw it on i saw it for the first time when it aired on the sci-fi channel now cube is like a lot of like um like i feel like it was saw before saw existed Um, it was a lot of things before a lot of things existed because that moment in the beginning was very resident evil very Resident Evil, right down to the fr- oh yes. my god! And so I'm like, oh okay, this is this is the reference point for that. Like, th- this is this is wait, wait, wait. wait, was that was that was that kill though? Was that in the game? I don't know. It was just I think it was just in the movie. In the I don't movie. think okay. it was in the game. And Resident in the first Resident Evil is from '99 or 2000. I think it was 2000. Let's see. Oh, 2002. My bad. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Um, a lot. Yeah. Cube was like the blueprint for a lot of like either. either se- yeah. Sci-fi horror situations uh, or, or horror, you know, scenes, thematic material. Because yep. um, Cube basically takes um, a, a handful of strangers puts them in a foreign environment and they end up having to work together to find their way out of it. But in that foreign environment, um, it's dangerous. Um, It's like uh, the rooms, uh, some of them are traps. They have traps in them. So in our opening scene, and I'll I'll give the people a short synopsis. Um, Well, I I mean, I just did. Basically, you know, strangers wake up in 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 a... in basically they're in like a maze of cubed rooms and they have to find their way out. But the rooms, it's almost like a Rubik's cube because the rooms, they move around and also some rooms are trapped and um, there are six doors in each room. Uh, one on the ceiling, one on the floor and four on each side. Um, and they, you know, they have to work their way through, but uh Aside from having to deal with, you know, like uh, the traps and trying to stay alive, uh, they start to like they're like there's a there's like paranoia. Um, their sanity starts to break down. Basically, it's like dealing with like the human condition. Um, mm-hmm. It's it was giving. Uh, you could even say maybe some of this was inspired, like uh, some of like uh, the descent from 2006 like because it, it's like kind of like um there but it's i think i agree right because it's like time passing and i think the descent is a little bit different because the interpersonal relationships are stronger in the descent but it's like there would be no escape room without this movie there would be no like you said there would be no saw without this movie there would be no I don't know. It's just there's just so much 
Like, yeah, there's I a, feel like so many movies have referenced came from the, yeah, something or, or, from this. Or it could be like related to the, yeah, re, yeah. So the movie opens up with um, a man named Alder, um, Alderson. Um, he wakes up um, and he's like in, what would you call like what they were wearing? Like prison uniform? Yeah, yeah. Like what it looked like. It was like, say like a prison uniform. Um, and it has his name. It has their name um, on it. Uh, their last name. It has their last name on it. On like the... I wonder what Alderson was for. Plot? I get... <laughs> I can't hear so the plot, but like, okay, so after, so Alderson dies, and then Quentin... Oh, but let's tell the folks how he dies. So he wakes up, and this is why we said it was, it, it was, it was Resident, Resident Evil, because Evil, um, he wakes up um, in a room, you know, he a cubed room, um, he goes through one of the doors, and he hasn't taken like two steps inside the room before so you just hear this like, sound and he like stops and freezes and then like you start to i love how this scene was done too like the gradual reveal you um blood starts to pull up under his clothes you start to see like lines start bleeding in his skin and then you realize like he has been cut into like cubes cubes like like julianne into cubes and he's his body falls apart it just falls apart it just it just breaks down like into like pieces cubes and as soon as like the last piece of falls away off screen what sliced him what sliced through him comes down and it's like this um like a wire fence yeah like a fence like a wire of wire fence a very sharp wire that swing that swings backwards down and you see his blood dripping off of it before it then folds up on itself and goes up and that's when we get the title screen and i just feel like and that happened in only like what three minutes yeah it was the very first thing we saw yeah, we got like a full. It, it happened in like the length of a of a Britney Spears song, but it just hits you like that's an opening. Yeah, that's I compare like the passages of time to like music sometimes. Britney Spears in particular, though, is a reference. <laughs> yeah, because you know, three minutes is kind of like her her forte. I was thinking of like circus in this aspect, but yeah. Um, and then and so we we meet everyone else. We have we have. We have Quentin, um, who is played by uh, Maurice Dean Wint, um, who is a police officer. He is like, you know, kind of like the uh, uh, leader of the group because he's very, you know, he's like, I the, was mad the, at the, He's like the man. man. No, uh, I was pissed off. I was pissed off for several reasons. First reason, he is the only black person in this entire situation. Second of true. all, he is a large, like tall black man in a room with with short small the whites of course he's a cop because now your morals are not authority. in question well, no yeah. authority but also now i can trust you quote unquote because your your, your morals aren't questionable because you're a police officer so oh of you're course, a police you can save us because you right. know the moment he said he was a cop everybody's like, oh, oh okay, especially great. um what was her especially Levin? holloway the doctor. oh no yeah holloway but so then he's got children I'm I'm doing this for my kids. So of course now, you know what I mean? Like it was this whole setup to, to have his morality be so pious. Yeah, like, but like this shiny jewel. I didn't like it. I was upset about it. 
Because I'm just like, why could he not just be a regular person? So they, so the, the movie immediately puts Quentin um, on a pedestal. It was very, it was very Night of the Living Dead, where the black guy was the one taking charge and trying to figure out what was going on and like keeping the group being the glue to this group of white people who don't care about each other together. So I was like, okay, I appreciate that nod. If that's what the that's what I think the nod was in my brain. So I appreciate that part of it. But all of the other implications, I was like, meh, I can live without this. But then we had Worth, who was the office worker, Holloway, who's a doctor, Levin, who was like a mathematician, and then Renee, who was an escape artist. Or Ren. Ren, because it's French. Ren. So... They all wake up and everybody but Quentin is freaking the hell out. Well, and Ren is fine. Ren is like, I'm leaving. <laughs> Ren, Ren is Ren was very much on his um on his um Daria stuff. Yeah, like, he's like, yo, I'm out. Meh. Like, uh, he's like, y'all can get left. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm gone. Um so yeah, um, and I, I really like their Again, I'm really into, especially being a writer, I'm really into characterization. So you have Quentin, who is like the... Um, macho, the, macho man. I want to be, be a macho, macho man. man. Damn it. Now I want to watch The Nutty Professor. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> see what you done did. Um, <laughs> but yes. So um, uh, the you know, sense of authority, man's man, boom. You have... Um, Levin, who is the um, young, vulnerable, impressionable um, student character, a very, very like frail and fragile, like kind of flighty, like very scared of like you everything know. and everyone. Yeah. Um, then you have, you know, Worth, who is like, <laughs> um, I almost said the Eeyore of the group, but no, that's uh, that's more like he's Eeyore is more just like Eeyore is sad. Worth is despondent. Yes, thank you, thank you. He was he was very yeah very despondent, very uh, cynical, very very cynical. Um, and then you have uh, Holloway, who is um, a doctor, and she's a conspiracy like theorist. The, I was going to say the Karen of the group. Um, yes. Very very much Karen. Um, she was also in an episode of Goosebumps, people. Um, she played the, I think she played the um, aunt in the episode Werewolf Skin, mm. part one and two. Mm-hmm. She played the, because he, he goes to stay, I think, with his aunt and uncle for a little bit. And she played the, she played aunt. And of course, it would be Goosebumps because Goosebumps is also a, um, a Canadian series. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. I was like, I don't know, girl. You from Cube? So yes. Um, and then you have a, we said you know, um, Ren, who is known as the Ren. Um, he is a an escape artist. He escaped from seven like high security maximum prisons. So first they latch on to Quentin, but because then they Quentin latch on. Charge. But when but then when they found out that um he is that Ren is like the Ren and they know about him because you know news. But Ren was also 
as they were discovering who he was, was testing out the rooms. With the yeah, with the Rin was very smart, and again, that that's why it also reminded me of like um, Saw a little bit because once people wise up to how certain things work with like you know Jigsaw's mo, they they come up with like a method methodology of how to test this or how to do this. Like in Saw Five, how um, she decided to keep the keys in case they would need them going forward from the yeah. first room, yep. and how um, like Amanda. Uh, before we found out, you know, the twist and saw too, um, she was like, you got to follow the rules, like all this stuff. So yeah, um, he was in how, because he realized that the, with him being, you know, an escape artist, he knows kind of like, and he knows like security measures or whatever. He uh, knew to that with the room's traps being motion activated, you need like an inanimate object or something to test it's out the, the room. Sensor, so yeah. he would, unlace the boots and using like the the um shoestring is like you know like a um a tether device he would throw the boot in there and if anything happened you know the boot would get got and they they would just test it out so like i think the one of the rooms he tried it on had like a, a flamethrower in there uh-huh. which set the boot on fire another one um which and what i liked about cube was it kept you guessing in terms of like the traps because not all the rooms are motion activated. Yep. They would be activated by the, um, pressure like, or sound. Yes. Yeah, sound, um, or, um, some, the boot, the boot didn't activate for one room because it was an inanimate object. object. So it wasn't radiating. Heat. Was it like heat or something like a human body would and but he realized that um they couldn't go in there because he the air was stale mm-hmm. but i don't know what trap was in that room i don't know what he said trap was in there but basically they ratch on they latch onto the rin because they're like he's an escape artist he can get us out and he gave a he he gave us this huge speech about you know um how you escape prison and how this is how it's gonna go like y'all are gonna be behind me or you can get left like i'm not gonna stay here blah blah you know like this really rousing you know like uh, this speech of just like oh like he's the savior but it was also very much of him being like y'all need to pull your weight exactly if you don't help me then you are a hindrance and i will leave you but then like and girl when i tell you the moment like the scene (laughs) after his big speech he got got yep hysterical acid straight to the face like a jet of acid straight to the face like when i it just it was just there was nothing left that face was just like eaten gone it was gone it was gone and i just thought it was crazy because we've seen this before we've seen that formula before where um it's like this big moment where the the savior is centered and then killed off right after we saw in deep, deep blue, blue sea, sea with samuel that was the my first thought we saw in deep blue sea with samuel jackson who of course gives like only the a greatest like he could. highlander speech ever and then he got, got when i oh and that was such a bold move to do that was such a bold move to do because not only do you it not only is it like the savior speech it's samuel l jackson in the 90s and got snatched up by that shark brutally too yeah and that's that's what's crazy it wasn't only like instant it was vicious 
So yeah. it happened and it happened in Cuba, it happened in Deep Blue Sea. I don't know if you've seen this one, but it also happened in this movie called Feast. No. Feast is a movie, is a creature feature from 2005. It's a crazy one. It is really crazy. But his name is actually, uh, what is his name? His name is Hero. His name is in the, his name is actually Hero. He comes in with a shotgun, guns blazing, like um, like you know, he he warns them all of what's going to happen and how he's going to save everyone. Girl, he got snatched up. They killed him, and this is at the beginning of the movie, like right at the start. So, well, you know, Hitchcock was the first to do it. So, so I just so done separate iterations of that of psycho ever since <laughs> so i just i like that though i like i like when they but it it's it's tricky to do but i like when it's done but i also like when it's executed well and i think cube did a great job because after rain dies and he's a person who like really knows how security systems work now they're like now what are we gonna do yeah and what i what i liked about this was that each character had something that they could provide to help the group um and so we find out that um, Levin is a mathematician and she's able to use her skills of knowing prime numbers because each of the rooms has a sequence of numbers on the, um, on the, between the, the door, the doors, like when you enter to uh, get into the next room, there's a sequence of numbers on the floor that she can read that um, helps them know <laughs> if the room is safe or not and and later where where they are in the maze like their coordinates um and so she's able to use her uh her her math skills um and later on in the movie we're introduced to a character by the name of um kazan who is an autistic adult male um he's autistic so he has um would you say tics like yeah. he's, he's like he's like tapping himself on the head yeah um he mutters to himself um and so when when they get further into the maze or you know they get to some rooms that are sound activated and there's one that they have to traverse to complete silence otherwise these spikes are we'll going to pop out. by the walls and like just puncture all through them and so the the biggest thing is and that's when the movie gets into like the um the grounds of like morality because quentin wants to leave kazan and holloway being a doctor is like but being a doctor and being a woman yes like the the roles here were very very gendered and with with quentin yeah it it I, I like how you said that. It is very gendered because Quentin, with him being, you know, like the, the macho man, that gets very dangerous when he starts to, when his sanity starts to slip. Because um, I think that's the other thing that we didn't mention. We are now in this cube with no food and no, no water. water and no sleep. And we don't know how long we've been here. Exactly. There's no, there's no sense of time. Mm-hmm. So that starts to that starts to get that starts to affect them all in different ways. But Quentin is the one who snaps first, and I think it affects him the most because um, I feel like 
with him being like that figure of authority but then him realizing with him realizing he doesn't really have any power or jurisdiction there Mm -hmm. i think that really started to fuck with him especially with him being a man especially with him being a black man yep uh, there's just there's so many do you see the intersection at work here there's so many levels and so with dr holloway being you know a doctor and a woman she's she's characterized to be more empathetic so she's the one who makes the call for their humanity like we can't leave him here she's like is this what we've is this what we've become is this what we've come to um like is this all that's left and so Levin is like in that situation Levin is like trying to find the middle ground where it's just like she feels bad but she's just like we can come back for him I love that line because she's like that you know that's a lie and she and she you said know yeah, she called she's like you're you know that's a lie you you like nobody it's it oh god it's just I love how Cube wasn't afraid to get into those uncomfortable moments by having the character of Kazan and then having him like test everybody's moral compass in terms of like the I versus the we. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's, it's, it is, it is like, essentially it is a game of survival, but it's like, are y'all, are you going to make, are you going to be able to survive without each other though? Do you need everyone? And so, and so soon, you know, the group, uh, eventually the group fractures, it breaks up. Uh, a lot of stuff happens. Um, we, um, we do find out that worth is not just an office worker. See, he there's, a, was there's always a mole, girl. Always ar- a mole. He was the architect that designed the outer shell of the prison that they are in. Yeah, of the cube. And he didn't, um, he didn't, he didn't, um, like, exactly know, like, what it was for, what it was going to do, but he was contracted to design it. Um, but the fact that, you know, there is a person in their group who it was, was like it was like an insider that caused a really big like Quentin was about to kill him practically yes. but then Levin was like we need him though like right. to get through because he he might know more so basically they grill him but yeah so he knew and again that's why I'm saying you see you see the you see a lot of the influence in the Saw movies because in Saw 2 that same um that person worth would be Obi Mm-hmm. Um, and Obi was the one who um, got everyone into the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just it's crazy how yeah the influence it's it just can't be. Cube is Cube is that girl. It's like kind of like the blueprint in a couple ways, but yeah. So um, yeah, well, we moved through the maze. We moved through the maze. The group fractures because, for one thing, there's already a bunch of distrust between Quentin and Worth. And then um, Holloway and Quentin get into um, a big verbal spat where um, he's, he, you know, he pulls the misogyny card and then she pulls the, um, I would say like the male insecurity card by calling him out on, I would say like his lack of power or authority there. The fact that um, he, like his wife left him because he was abusive and like, 
it she implied um or it was implied that he also beat his kids mm -hmm. and shout out to uh, maurice dean went for his acting in these scenes because he would do this thing where it was nonverbal acting it was all in the face and body language where it was like she would take a verbal shot at him and his whole face would just like change he would like back up a little bit mm -hmm. and it would be like a slow like like and it, or he'll like turn away like registering what she just said and it's like the fact that he doesn't even deny it kind of like proves her point, point it's yeah. such good acting because in this movie though there is <laughs> and i don't i don't know if it was cousin indy or maybe it was the year i don't know but uh there was some overacting some <laughs> especially from uh the character of levin <laughs> Like when, That's like that scene. Had. Like, I That's mean, she all, homegirl had one note, and that was it. <laughs> uh, like there was, there was like a scene where, um, when she enters the room, and Quentin tells her to stop. <laughs> like that face she made. Like I don't, I don't know. There were just some moments where you could just tell people were acting. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of took away, but, um. Maurice, the whole conversation of like the system and you know they just put us in here to put it to use because otherwise it wouldn't have it i was like all right y'all we get it we get it we get it you don't know you you, you don't know where your tax dollars are going all right okay <laughs> all right all right <laughs> That's that's what the government does. They keep they keep the right hand away from the left hand, so the brain never comes together. All right, okay, okay. Please stop, stop it. I get it. Government conspiracy, capitalism is bad. Blah blah blah. All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So it can be very overacted and very on the nose in some instances, but. Shout, again, shout out to Maurice, though. He really, as Quentin, he really did. He was, even though he became, like, the antagonist by the end of the movie. He did not become the antagonist. Them ungrateful white people. Ungrateful. Ungrateful. I motivated y'all to get to this point. If it wasn't for he me asking, who, what are you doing? What are you doing? What do you do? We didn't he have did. to know what was going on. This is true. This is very true. So what? I killed the white woman. So? So what? So but it, what? it was just the fact that he killed her because she called Child it. She, dra she, she dragged him for. Oh, yep. Again, fragile. The fragile male ego. I mean, it, if it's we murderous. think about the hierarchy of the group, right? It, he was first. Yep. And it was Holloway. Then it was worth. Well, no. Then it was Levin because of her skills. Then it was then worth. It was worth and it was. And Kazan. then it was Kazan. So if you got this white woman challenging your authority in a in a life or death situation, right now you are losing pull with the group. I can't. I can't figure this out because you sitting here questioning my morals when my morals don't really matter right now. What matters is. Us getting outside. I wouldn't have killed her the way he killed her. Because I'm not going to pull you all the way up to then just let you go. That was a lot. <laughs> he looked her in her, he looked her dead in the eye and then let her go. That's petty. As my father would say, that's cold blooded. 
no for real but again shout out to his acting because in that scene oh so they had, they had made it to the shell so they could see outside of the cube what they got but what, oh what they but wait saw- wait 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 hold on hold on let me tell you how convoluted this idea was right oh god here we so go all these numbers <laughs> on the doors like like Jared said, there's like a prime. I'm not a mathematician. Don't ask me, okay? Listen, if it wasn't I was an English major for a reason. For a reason. Numbers, if it wasn't for Brandon, I like wouldn't that. have graduated from college because he... Mm-mm. Oh, he oh he a numbers guy? Yes. Oh, bless his heart. Bless him because not me. Anyways. <laughs> Listen. So the numbers, it's like if you add them a certain way or something, it's like a prime number, blah, 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 whatever. I don't even remember it, what was going on, but... It was like the square root of the prime number equals something. So with all these primes and the numbers and the coordinates, Levin figures out how to get to the to the outside of the inside, right? So instead of them being in the center, they're at the edge. And then theoretically, at the edge, you should be outside. But they get to the edge and they open the door and there's like nothing. So they it looked like the matrix. When they when they wake up for the first time and you just see all the little pods and like the alien the 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 robots and stuff running around, that's what it looked like when they came outside of this door. Right. So they were gonna try to swing to the other side. And... Uh, gonna swing. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, like a chandelier, they tried to swing to the other side. Like a chandelier. Yeah. Levin was gonna do it, but Levin was too valuable, so they were like, "No, you can't do it." Then, they needed somebody, yeah. What they needed somebody light, lightweight. Right. And the only, the second lightest person was Holloway. So Holloway climbs from behind out there. They like take off their little prison uniforms and tie them together and make a rope, like a Madeline. I'm escaping rope, and try to swing her over. Swing her to nothing. Then they try to. Then they pull, go to pull her back up, and Quentin pulls her all the way up to the door, grabs this woman by the hand. I want to say it. <sighs> So yeah, pulls her up because she she almost fell. Um, pulls her up, uh, grabs her butt, and she's like, um, "Dang it! What did she say?" Um, I forgot what she said. Like, "Don't let me fall" or something like that. But she's just so grateful and happy to because she almost she thought she was gonna fall. She thought she was gonna die. So there. Oh, she, because so, the room shook. The room yeah. shook, and they dropped the rope, and she almost fell to her death. Because the the rooms around them, I think, were moving. Mm-hmm. So the cube shook. Um, she fell, um, but she was still lashed on the clothes. He was the, they had let go. It was like tug of war. They had let go because the the motion. Quentin was the only one who got there fast enough to grab the rope. So he's like almost hanging out of the entry, like halfway out. But he oh, has and they're her. hanging onto him by her feet. Yep. Yeah, by his feet. So they, he has her. She climbs up, grabs his hand. Like there, she has her by like the hand. And he's like looking down at her. And she's just so grateful. And she's smiling, just like laughing. And he's smiling at her too. And when I tell you the way that smile Stop. melted off of his face and his entire look like just became like dead in the face like dead in the eyes like just like black just like darkness and then her and then she's like a look of horror comes on her face and she starts to say like no no you know and then he just he just lets her go but that's what i'm saying why that was like bro like that's petty because you could have just let the thing fall you didn't have to dive after her he had, to, he had to st- he had to he had to stake her mail he had to stick it in her heart like really like really like you know get that last you know and not not a single word was said nope it was just like goodbye 
So long oh, for now. That was such a good scene. It was like cold-blooded. Cold-blooded. So cold you know, everyone is upset because Holloway is gone. He was like, he was like, and he came back and played the role. He was just like, she fell. She yeah, she slipped. She slipped like <laughs> it was crazy because, and they had no choice but to like believe, believe him because the way he the he he like I said he was he played that, but um, so basically he has to rally them together again. Like we got to move on, we got to do this. So they they eventually start moving again, and then they realize that Kazan actually has the ability to add, uh, um, do math. Like yeah, at the he top can, of a dime. He can do um prime factorizations like very quickly, like uh like a almost like, like a, a calculator. calculator. Um so basically Levin is able it reads him a number and he's able to tell it how many prime prime numbers are in that number. Mm-hmm. And that's when they'll know not only if the room is safe or not, but where they are in the cube. Because Levin realizes that the um numbers are not only like, you know, um safe or trapped um, indicators but coordinates for where the room is in the maze and they realized that um, the room they actually started in is their way w- to get out yeah it's like the bridge which is it's not crazy is it's that very soft it it's very soft because when she said that I was like oh it's the key in the drain which will always hurt me to my core Mel always hurt me to my core like if if the um if the if oh my god just like if the um if the drain had never been tied to his foot mm-hmm. I mean it, yeah if the if the stopper had never been tied to his foot he would have he but the fact that it was right there the whole time within reach but it, it went down the drain I will or, never forget that moment being in a movie theater and watching the opening of this movie and be like, what is that thing? But then like letting it go because like all these other things happen. And, and then them flashing back at the end. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, Lee, Lee Wano's a beast for that. That was good. Or like, again, like in Saw 5 where um, they realized that um, they they were supposed to be working together as a team and how only one key would have unlocked each of their um, uh-huh. harnesses. Ridiculous. Like, because they're all the same key, the fa- but they wouldn't realize that because they're the panic and all. It just, yeah. But so the room they were in was going to be the room that would have been the bridge that would have led them to the outside. So they 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 have to find their way back to the room. While they do that, um, um, that's when they uh, how, how did hold on? Well, it all kind of dissolved because they were like, what was his name? Worth was like, yo, we're tired. Like, we haven't eaten. Like, let's take a break. So then Quentin was like, okay, fine. We'll just, you know, we'll, we'll sit here for an hour. And then the conversation was like, how do you determine an hour? And Quentin's like, an hour is as long as I say it. It was this weird moment. <laughs> so then they all go to sleep. Well, not all. And then Quentin, like, kidnaps Levin in oh, this weird like this was sexual so, way because so i thought ra- the rape vibe i thought he was god. gonna assault her i was, I was like disturbed. oh dear god like, i was no. disturbed as hell oh my god it was very predatory it was very scary it was very uncomfortable um but uh because that's that's how it dissolved because he when they all went to sleep he carried her to another room and was trying to convince her to leave, to, the, other to leave the group and they'll just go. Um, 
but while he's doing it, he's like physically coming onto her in this very creepy way. But that's when um, Worth um, and Kazan burst in the room. Um, he... Boom! Guess who stepped in the room? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you good? So Worth, Worth and uh, Quentin fight, um, and basically it's like it becomes like a chase scene where they're all running away from Quentin, um, and they're able to. Uh, trap Quentin into falling into um, like Worth has Worth has opened up one of the doors in the floor of a room, mm-hmm. but is hidden away. And since, of course, you know Quentin's not looking for that, he just walks right into it, and it looks like he's dead. So the three move on. They accidentally get separated from Kazan because he doesn't climb through to the next room fast enough. So the room moves, but they're able to find him again. But after they do, um, that's when Quentin reappears, kills Levin with, um, he took He stabbed her. Oh, I felt so bad. He took the thing off the door. All of the doors had like a... um, uh, what would you call that? Uh, like a safe lock turn. Yeah, it almost was like a big, like like a it, bank like tire safe. iron. Yeah, 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 like a bank safe. But it was sharp on either end, I guess. Yeah, and he so pulled he, one off of the door and stabbed her with it. I was like, bro, killed her. Like, like lifted her off her feet and just and dropped her. He's like covered in his own blood. He looks crazy. He looks demented. Um, and that's when him and Worth start fighting because um, he's trying to, because they, by this time, they'd actually made it to the bridge. They, the room, like the room, the, that's what's so crazy. They were at the finish line when, and then Quentin gets there and messes it all up. It was Worth's fault. It wasn't really Quentin's fault because they opened the door. And they and and Levin was like, "All right, like it's time to go." And Worth oh, you're right. It was down. it was Worth's fault because he's just like, there I'm ain't n- "I have nothing to live for." He's, Come on. He said, "Like I said, um, he pulled a he pulled a Beyonce. Ain't nothing out there for me." And I was over it. And then she st- and she died because because Levin, you know, sits down next to him or or squats down, just like, no, like try to tries to get, like have a powwow, tries to convince him to leave. Like we've gotten this far, let's go. Like I can live with that, and that the irony of her last line being i can live with that mm-hmm. and then she dies also the irony of um quentin when he first meets holloway he attacks her <laughs> yep um by because he uh, by he like her. yeah yanking her through the door frame because he didn't know who it was and like him saying to her i'm not gonna hurt you <laughs> and, and what did he do killed her dropped caused her to fall to her death so yeah quentin gets there kills levin he and um worth fight and he tries to go after kazan to also who is um standing in like that he's actually gotten out the cube he's like in the door and how they frame the exit is just this white light Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you know it's the outside because nothing else in the cube looked like that it's it's there's nothing it's just white so quentin is halfway between he's stuck in like the space between the the door door and like the exit um and worth even though he is almost dead is able to use his last bit of strength to hold on to um quentin's leg to prevent him from escaping and what happens is since you know it's the bridge and the cube moves the bridge starts moving away from the exit but quentin is like in between both yep yeah so eventually um 
it moves all the way. We we don't see the, we don't get a body, but we saw that basically like he was. What do you want to say? Yeah, squished, bisected, um, made mincemeat. Yeah, by the door because I and I think that was done very well. And then worth. I think he succumbs to his injuries in the cube. It's like, it's, you see, you see Quentin's leg over there, but that's all you see. Yeah. Um, worth. And then is next to uh, Levin's body. And then it ends with Kazam walking into the, light. Um, the, the white light. And I think what this movie does well is how it, it's not only like, um, a horror film in terms of you know like the the horror of like the 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 claustrophobia the traps all that but also like the horror of like uh the human condition and like uh the 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 mentality and like the 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 moral compass or lack thereof or how in these circumstances how unhinged uh or deranged um a normally sane person can become because it really it really went from group work to like me versus them eh, i disagree because i'm gonna tell you i didn't like this movie um I, oops. I think there were some things that it did do well like there were some moments that i liked but overall i don't know if i would watch this again uh. um because it's, it was, it's, it's very it's it's very like that's why it's like a cult classic. It's like a you know it has it has it has its like you know audience. But no, I, I get you. It's de- it Cube is definitely not um, mainstream or it's not gonna fire on all cylinders. But I feel like the cylinders it does it does fire on it. it, it does it? No, there are well. moments. I agree. There are moments. But I I disagree with you saying that it's it was group work. Because just like at Night of the Living Dead, right? Like this was a this was an assignment we didn't want. <laughs> we were forced to be here, and we are only working together for self preservation. So that's why Ren was the realest one. Because the the minute you jeopardize me in my life, I got to I, I am, got to move on. I am Audi five thousand. <laughs> and it was interesting that they placed Quentin in the position that they placed him in mm-hmm. because it's it's he was it's like everyone who was outwardly selfish was punished for it Ren said at the beginning once you're dead weight you, I gotta let you go and he gets an acid shot to the face mm-hmm. Quentin who has the whole time been saying we're here for a reason and we all have to play a part and we have to get out we have to get out we have to get out is then vilified for wanting to get out and for forcing everyone else to work together to get out. Meanwhile, Worth can go pout in the corner because he's depressed and Levin can add up numbers because she's shy and Kazan can just kind of be him because he exists. Like, it's just crazy that he, Quentin is the only person to be turned into a villain for wanting to leave. And I wonder if it would have been the same if he were not black. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Because I got very much like um Atlantis vibes. What was the guy that was in charge of the company? The hunter dude who was like he went to Atlantis to get the 
stuff, the tech. What was his name? I, mm, I, I, um, it's not coming to me. So you know, in Atlantis, the Lost Empire. No, I know, but I do. I just don't. I don't know his name. No, oh, my God. Lyle Tiberius Rourke, lead of the band of mercenaries. Okay, so bet. So I got very much Rourke vibes. Because well maybe not work but work at the end when work when we figured out who work was and he was like no I'm just here for this one purpose like I don't care yeah. about your your community yeah. and your blah 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 whatever yeah like I don't know what else was expected of Quentin mm-hmm. you know what I mean we were not we are not friends I don't know y'all the only reason I'm talking to y'all is because y'all are here. <laughs> And more the, the the closer or the further that we get into this cube, the more y'all are starting to see me like a threat. Right. So now I have to do some things that I wouldn't normally do to keep myself alive or y'all will kill me is how I felt about his his character development. It is unfortunate that the movie made him the bad guy in that way um, because it kind of. It makes it disjointed because it's like, why did it have to be him? It really could have been any one of them who was like the enemy. The villain? Yeah. It would have made more sense if it was worse. Mm. Especially with him being like the design. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that was unfortunate. Okay, I like this perspective because I didn't think about it like that. But um, it's just like, yeah, the implications of him making him the bad guy with how, with all the intersectionality at work in terms of his identity, the optics are just very bad. Yeah, because he was doing a lot of, he was doing a lot of emotional labor from the beginning. He was the one trying to ground everyone in purpose. He was the one focusing everyone and centering everyone and reassuring everyone that it was going to be okay. And it's like, like the roles, like I said earlier, were gendered, but they were also very racial because they all relied on him to do all of that work until he got violent. And then once he was violent and it was like, oh, all of the all of the assumptions I made about him before are actually true. Just because he's a cop, just because he has two children, just because he he filled in this this void and told me it was going to be okay, doesn't mean he's not a danger to me and my white body in this space. Right. Um, a fun fact I just see here is that um, with with um, Ren being you know a prison escape artist and uh, Quentin being a cop and uh, the cube like being uh kind of implied as being a prison or feeling like one um all of their names are based on prisons <laughs> are they like prison yeah like uh kazan is kazan prison from russia um levin and uh worth their names together uh leavenworth prison <laughs> here uh, in the united states um quentin um is uh Quentin's full name is Quentin McNeil. So San Quentin State mm-hmm. Prison and McNeil Island Corrected Center, both in America. Um, Dr. H- uh, Helen Holloway, Holloway Women's Prison, United Kingdom. Uh, Wren, um, I'm just going to say it in English, um, Center Penitentiary, uh, I guess, you know, in the, France. yeah, of Wren. And then um, Alderson, who was our uh, 
Resident Evil guy, um, Algerstein Federal Prison Camp. So, yeah, and the the cube, yeah, with it being like, I just what what prisoner would even need to? Mm, I don't know. We don't even need to get into that. What I want to also talk about was the set design. It was all the same thing, wasn't it? Some of the rooms are different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, yeah, it looked very much like um, very Inception. Much- you, you know how it, you said in, Inception? Yeah. You know how in Inception that um the hallway scene in the hotel? Yeah. In the hotel when it was like turning around and like they were like actually in this thing. It felt very much like there were like three, there was like maybe like four cubes all connected and they were just like crawling through them in this giant circle. The set design was very simplistic, I would say. But again, you know, with the traps, um, <clears throat> with the the navigation system that they had come up with, um, and how you could both see like the the outer wall of the cube, and then when they when they got to like the bridge, um, I I think it kind of helped keep things lively and interesting because it does it does serve as a point to be monotonous because in a prison you know it's just supposed to be like you know especially because you could you could probably relate this to um solitary confinement you know it's it's the same walls everything looks the same but then even but although again there's some rooms are different colors like red green like the walls different colors but it's the same like it's it's like um the design is very like um like geometric shapes and symbols all over the walls um and it's it's like the way it's like all of it is like broken or sliced up it's it's a very interesting um set design i would say for the movie it really does make you feel um it does feel claustrophobic in a way, even though the the cute the cubes are like the rooms are big because it it gets to the point where to get um, into a room that has the that the entrance to is either on the ceiling, um, you you have to like actually climb up there because um, connect the doors all have like these little uh, uh, rungs between them like mm-hmm. if you have to get up them so. I did. I did like the set design. I did like how um, they were actually able to use the um, like their um, their environment in a way that um, caused it to be um, even even more lethal, even if it didn't have traps. Like how um, like how Quentin's death, um, uh, Holloway's death. Because there was nothing there, it was just it was just nothingness. It was like the void, um, and especially uh, Levin's death because he used <laughs> the freaking uh, basically like the doorknob, <laughs> right? Right. Killer. So yeah, I I did like how the environment was presented and also used in some aspects too. Um, but I appreciate uh, that it that the that they brought in a mathematician. For the designs of the cube. Yes. Like, like he took it seriously that that this was gonna work out mathematically. And that, because it was so much of a it was a it was the central point of the film was all of this math. Mm. So 
And I think it's also interesting that they only built one cube. So there was only one actual cube that was built. And all of the other cubes that we saw were like partial cubes for the shot. And then those POV shots, like from above or below or like in the doors were like partial cubes. So I'm I'm reading cool. that um I'm reading that, you know, they had to change the color of that one cube. <laughs> um, and they wanted to have six colors, but there wasn't enough money in the budget for a sixth panel. <laughs> so there's only five room colors. <laughs> um, yep. Okay. That's, yeah, it will be really fun, I think, to watch like a behind the scenes, see how they put this together. Because it really, watching it really did feel like an endless maze of cubed rooms. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really did. So, yeah, Cube um, is a blueprint for a lot of um, sci-fi horror films um, or, or, you know, horror films in terms of kind of like the either when it comes to the, the trap concept or like the... Um, yeah, like the, the, the trap concept, um, like the mystery of the whole thing. Yeah, I enjoy it. And also what the, I think this movie does well is... And this can also be tricky. Um, it didn't. It didn't give us a why. It didn't answer that question. Which but was stupid. I thought that was dumb because we spent so much time talking about the system and the politics and the government and the aliens and the blah 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 blah. Like, and then they don't give us like a, a can. There's not a security camera. There's not like a like a sticker. It says property of CIA. Like, <laughs> I feel like, why did we spend so much time discussing this? For, like, for why? With with um with worth, I wish he knew more yeah. about because that's where the why could have potentially been answered when he's being grilled. I wish he knew more about the company that designed the cube or I wish he knew uh, that had uh, contracted him to design the outer company of the cube. I, I wish he knew more about um, the, like the purpose of the cube um, or, or why they're all there. Um, Cause at least with, you know, um, I feel, did we get a reason for Obi and Saw too? But you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to say, I just, I do wish I do well, kind of part. Cause I don't, we don't like, I don't need a reason for why everyone was kidnapped because that's saw there's another movie on netflix that kind of has the same premise because like like this guy killed a woman and then this the 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 father of the murdered chick like hide all these actors and they kidnapped him and like get him to confess it was like this whole thing but you don't i don't need the why if we're gonna exist in this world that's just like we're stuck in a maze we have to get out cool but then don't 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 dangle a rotten carrot in front of me with this like unplausible thing of like, oh, this is why we're here. Or this could be the reason why we're here. Either tell me that we were abducted by aliens and we're in a spaceship of cubes or just let me be in the cubes. Just let me be in the corn maze. Like, it's fine. I will be in the corn maze and I will figure it out. But like, don't do both. Not aliens. Come on now. Holloway said aliens. <laughs> she posed aliens. <laughs> That would have taken me out because I actually like how it was like a man-made thing, which again, the human condition, like the 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 mediation on such, like who 
who in their right mind would come up with this? Who would design? Who would and for why? Like, what was the reason why? You know, again, I think if this was done now, it would be a critique of the prison industrial complex. Which I think Quentin mentioned that. Because mm-hmm. he, he asked all how would you like? He's like, do you know about that? That industry, like, yeah, that was brought up. It is being remade though. Um, this year, Japan, uh, they did one that's coming out, and then um, the the rights to American remake um, has have have been bought, but I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't um, think they know when that's going to happen. Yeah, who's going to direct that? What's it going to be about? Who's going to do that? I don't know. I don't know, but I, I don't know. It's like, ugh. how can you make it fresh and inventive now that we have, <laughs> now that in between the time of, you know, when that uh, came out 97 and, this, yeah. and now we have the juggernaut that is saw when it comes to like strangers together with trapped whatever. And And I think... That's always why I don't I I take sci-fi remakes with a grain of salt, a grain of sand, grain of sand. Because the charm of cubed cube, the charm of cube. <laughs> she said cubed. <laughs> is that it is a low budget movie. And a lot of original horror films, the charm comes in because they didn't have any money and they were scrappy filmmakers and did what they did with what they had. Whenever a remake or reboot comes along, some production company funnels millions of dollars into a project and now it's all shiny and pretty and nobody I don't want to watch this anymore. But it ain't it ain't nothing. Right. Like it's too much. It didn't do what it was supposed to do. Yeah. And I feel like if there is a remake of Cube, all of those death scenes are going to be CGI down and it's going to be awful. Like like the saw that was in 3D awful. And no one wants that. Oh my no god. One Jill did not fight hard enough for me. And what kind of hiding was that girl? Oh my god. Anyway, and it was too much. It didn't need to be in 3D. It really didn't. But yeah, I get you. Um but no, I I enjoyed Cube. I really liked the the work that it went into even though like I said I am not a numbers girl. I don't know them like like we're not even friends. Like we 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 merely associate from time to time, but we are not buddy buddy. Um like even though I'm not a math girl, I don't do math, but I do like the the math, the real math that went into this movie in terms of the cube and also the navigation, just all of that. I think that like that is just so like I don't like I I have no idea what's going on right now. I I would not know how to do this at all, but it is so intriguing and interesting to watch. Like how they were breaking down the how how Levin was like working and breaking down the occasion, like the um, the what's uh, uh, like the formulas or the oh the equations. Um, I really did like that, um, and the acting could have some in some areas that could have used some work. But I, I do again, I do think that um, even though he's um, 
not exempt from that critique, but I still think that Maurice did, um, was the best by far, um, especially when it came to his nonverbal language. It's just like, like y'all just, y'all really got to focus on like the face expressions, especially when, um, he, he, he has to, like, you can, you can, it's like he's has to, he has to register something that has just been said. Um, and it gets, it gets more potent, um, the more unhinged he becomes. Yeah. Um, and also again, with the saw reference, Xavier from saw Two, the, the big buff aggressive drug dealer guy reminds me of Quentin. Especially because he was the one who went, who like snapped by the end. Sorry, killing everyone. But again, like I don't know. I don't know if I like this trope. I don't I like this it. trope of like, of course, the black man is trying to keep us all together. And then I he think quite, and then uh, he uh, like I I don't. Oh, you yawning for the people? No, you didn't see that. Um, I think that uh, Xavier was Latino. I don't. I still don't like the trope of the big brown man trying to keep everybody together okay. and then snaps <laughs> under the pressure of trying to keep a group of white people from doing the Scooby Doo shit, breaking off into into something. Kills them like, all. I can't. I can't. Cannot. Yeah, but I. I, I I'm glad that you saw Cube. Um, I. I still. It's still a film that I enjoy. I. I don't. I haven't really watched or know too much about. Um, or like have memory of the sequel and the prequel that came after this one. Apparently uh, they were terrible. That's what I was going to say. And that's probably why I'm, uh, that's why I probably don't know them that well. Cause I just, the reviews, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't lie, but the first one is uh, really good. And like the, the, like the characters, I really just, yeah, it's. But you it, know, there is an art to learning when to let go. <laughs> and not everyone ha- knows how to do that. Yeah. Letting go. It ain't easy. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, I think um think we're good there. How do you feel? I feel okay. I mean, I always like adding movies to the repertoire. Like I said, I probably won't watch this again. But yeah. But yeah, that was Cube, ladies and gentlemen. Um, shout out to um Vincino uh or Vincino uh Natali, uh who directed this and um and then uh Andre uh Bajalik and uh and Graham uh Argrame uh Manson who wrote it. So three people wrote this, one person directed it. Um and one of the writers also directed it. So yeah. I it was fun. I I did I did enjoy it. Um and, and I'll probably just keep coming back for Maurice because really good performance. And even though we don't see a lot of traps in this movie we really don't um i still think that they were used pretty well especially when it came to um ren's death i mean yeah yeah ren the ren's death mm. with the the acid spray because we didn't see it coming we thought it, it that was basically a movie like throwing a, a wrench in in like your bike wheel where it's just yeah. like oh you you thought you oh you thought uh, <laughs> it was it was very it was very kill bill you didn't think it was, was going to be that, that easy, did you? Did you? Mm-hmm. you know, no. for a second there. For a second there. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of did. I kind of did. <laughs> Silly, Silly rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> Tricks are for Tricks kids. Are for kids. <laughs> Such a good exchange of dialogue. If Quentin Tarantino can do anything, that man can write some dialogue, girl. But yes, um, so that was Cube. Um, 
any final curls for you? No, just, you know, like always, leave us a review. Because if you like us talking, we would appreciate it. Five stars. We would. Um, until uh, next time, uh, podcast people, um, y'all stay safe, be well, and uh, Mel? Till next time. Yep. Later on, podcast people. <laughs>